0: On today's episode, I am joined by Middle East-based entrepreneur, Rachel Buhlman. She helps people learn, grow, and succeed through their connections. She talks about her company, The Biz Advisors, and how she uses her past experience in industries like casting, public relations, luxury sales, franchise sales. She's even created and sold her own social network. Get ready for a show filled with incredible advice and actionable steps by a proven professional on how you could become your own celebrity. All right, Rachel, thank you so much for uh, taking the time today out of your busy schedule. I know I'm on one side of the world, you're on the other. So I really do appreciate you taking the time today.
1: It's so nice to see you again, Joe. I'd love to chat with you and catch up and just talk about a whole bunch of stuff that's happening and so excited for your podcast. So thank you for the invitation.
0: Of course, of course. And obviously we've known each other for a long time, but for me, like always going back to the beginning, you started, you know, your performing arts background, high school to this successful entrepreneur that you are today, how, how do you think the early experiences um, shape this mindset of yours and approach to just business in general?
1: So I think, you know, I, I have a quite a range of experience. And going back, if we're gonna go back, because I think it starts at the beginning. I mean, besides parents and the impact of, like, your family dynamic and stuff, I was in the thick of entertainment, right? I had the thick of, from everything, from singing every day with Alicia Keys for four hours a day in a very intense high school, where all we did for half the day was singing, right, to then doing internships at Nickelodeon, where I was in casting, and that was really interesting and unique, I mean, not only from a work perspective, because I think there's a huge discrepancy between like people graduating and having a degree and then people also having the competency and understanding, you know, how to actually do something in the workplace, right and skills, but that particular just that experience alone taught me some things that were really valuable from that number one, you can learn anything and practice makes better. Right. So doing something intense. And I love that there's like this 10,000 hour threshold where if you continue doing it and doing it, you can learn anything. And that is empowering. So that's one part of it the second thing is actually understanding that when i went into casting casting i feel is very similar to like an hr person or you know in part of the any kind of organization that's looking to fit an individual into an organization so casting was very like i have a need this is a type of person i need to fill find that person to fill that need right and that was such a simple idea And it, I feel like numerous times I've seen it over and over again duplicate to the, to today where I communicate and tell people about understanding your value and then finding that need that you can add your value, right? And so it's the same philosophy. It just like, it's 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 presented in a different way. And so I think, you know, the, that really kind of was the beginning of my journey of where we are today and what I'm doing as an entrepreneur. And I use a lot of those tools and just seeing people that I grew up with that were, became, there were nobody in high school, right? And I had a whole bunch of them around them, but from Britney Spears, I think was in my school, you know, on, on down, like seeing, That jump of like, wow, that was a surrounding energy, and seeing how someone that was just someone you went to school with, you know, no one that you thought of anything, all of a sudden makes such a huge impact and has a universal global impact based on their brand, their personal brand. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. That's totally, yeah. Yeah. And and like you mentioned, these sort of renowned personalities that you've been around, like, The experiences with them, like, how did they influence, like, your perspective on branding and and celebrity in general and how you take those lessons to to business with uh, that you work today? So,
1: from the growing up, in the performing arts school and then seeing around the entertainment industry. And then I went into exactly where you and I met. Right. We met at, in, the, in the movie production space and just seeing, cele- you know, people, celebrities coming in and people are making the behind the scenes and the, you know, the part of how much of those roles were uh, crucial to making the entertainment world flourish. But then going even further, where I went into celebrity PR and so that was really interesting and unique, because then all of a sudden I said, wait a second. Now I see how the celebrity space is so crucial to brands and brands were throwing, throwing their goods and, you know, um, basically all their goods. They would die just to have a celebrity wear one of their products, right? Because the impact of sales. And so I learned from that role, just the power of that. And I know you were working product placement, same thing. Brands needed to be in a place where at the end of the day, it was about how many eyeballs can you reach and the power of that. And that was really well. like was just like a light bulb where all of a sudden it was about community. You know, it was about how much people can you keep sticky and engage and that you can make an impact and like, you know, and you can have that brand awareness and top of mind when people thought about you because of where you placed, you know, your brand. And that that was crucial because people really that was the beginning of the influencer space, I think, before even social media took off. But now I talk to people with understanding the power of just having a community around you and how you can Im- impact your sales, your bottom line with introducing, you know, a product, a brand, a logo, a service, whatever it may be. If you got people to impact, that's your power. And and on a smaller scale, I wound up going into sales and that moved me into really understanding the profitability margin on how businesses can see revenue. Right. And how they can do it with the way they place their their brand. And so I wound up doing um, outdoor promotional work at a lot of huge events that had like hundreds of thousands of people, you know, and how important it was. And what's the, what do they need? They need people. You need people. You need an audience. So it became like get your community. Either get it yourself, build it yourself, or you jump on top of somebody else that does, has a community already and you do some collaboration that makes sense and how to do that. But you need a community to build your brand, right? And and so that became more of a, like a passion for me because I understood it in a way that I can empower people to really, you know, I, I help them build that brand, help them strategize with other or collaborate with other businesses and really kind of understand the same concept that works very well with any celebrity is something that and unique that you can just duplicate on your own personal brand, you know, and you could do it as a person, you could do it as a business, but it's the same formula very simple to follow.
0: Yeah, because you mentioned in uh, at least on your website, it it mentions, you know, becoming a celebrity in your in in one's industry, you know, and that's, that's obviously a fascinating concept to me. And sounds like that's what you're talking about is sort of finding that community might be the best way to these maybe like an aspiring entrepreneur can establish themselves at the beginning, with within their respective fields uh, around other people that they want to help maybe catapult their own career. Would you say that's a good tip for for those just kind of getting started out
1: i think it's a good tip for anybody yeah you know it's one thing one of those things that we should be learning in school how to do this
0: mm-hmm.
1: it is necessary for the rest of your life whether you're an entrepreneur whether you're looking for a job whether you're a salesperson looking to meet a client whether you're a managing director looking to get funding for your business or you're who i mean the power of your personal brand and your impact is, is huge, right? We see Mm -hmm. now with the digital space, people are judging you in a seven second timeline, seven seconds, right? And so with that knowledge, what i do with i you know i basically am telling people you can become a celebrity in your industry and that is going to give you that credibility that trust that new customers are going to in- be interested in and also your current customer database will keep on coming back and create that stickiness you give them a purpose to keep on coming back and you see there's so many parts of that it could be you know content creation just one part it could be understanding your value and discovering that it could be everything from the way you look to how you appear to from your clothing, from your hairstyle to your images and your pictures and your video that is seen online. Right. That plays a huge, crucial part to the credibility that you build through the entertainment industry right and there is so many parts of it for so publications print media and they play a huge role because they have these followers already and if they can validate what you're doing you become more credible credible instantly you know so for example when we were in uh when we were doing PR it was a lot of press junkets it was a, basically a movie somebody wanted to release we'd go and basically help them get as much press all organizing all the interviews of all the the press and media. Why? Because we wanted as many media to cover it so we could be seen by as many eyeballs, right? But how easy is it to do it for your own business, right? Depending on what your goals are. And so I show people how to do that. And it's again, a formula that's proven time and time again. And I look at brands a lot of times and they're missing that formula. So how many brands, how many companies are spending like across, let's say they everybody wants customers. Everybody wants customers you know and in most cases those customers could be someone that's buying from you that could be somebody that you need to actually you know hire on your team you may it may even be someone that you need to invest in your business right so understanding what that profile of that customer is is going to really decide or help you decide on what the actual content is that you're sharing with them, right? But the reality is, how do you get them? How do you connect with them? And how do you, you know, expand on that relationship while building this credibility and trust? And there, there's a number of different parts of it. So I just kind of, you know, I think the some people want to be a star. Most people probably don't want to be a star. But the reality is people need to impact other people, right? For them to be successful. And today we've gotten the component of digital space, which, which poses a challenge in some worlds, right? And especially when it comes to an entrepreneur that has a whole list of things that they need to get done every day. I've been an entrepreneur. I understand it. And I built a business from zero to 15,000 expats, you know, with a a great conversion rate of about 200,000 page views a month that they were just doing and doing organizing live events and keeping them engaged. And basically I was able to do that, build that and sell that without spending a dollar on marketing. So I'd like to share my knowledge, you know, with others. And when you have a tight budget and you need those customers and they don't know how to do it, I am basically, am helping people do exactly, exactly the same thing I've done already, you know, in a simple fit.
0: Okay. So that's, that's Would you say that there's anything that you share, like principles that are consistent through your, your career from, from the beginning to now, are there any, you know, anything that you could say consistently that you can apply to all of the uh, ventures you've sort of taken on?
1: Well, You know, I think, I mean, there's certain values that I have and everyone has their own value proposition, right? I think the most important is to understand your value proposition and understanding what you like and finding that, you know, that sweet spot between your passion that you love and you're attracted to, to what you actually, you know, the behaviors that you're really good at doing, and then obviously making money doing the three, right? And so that would be the three parts that would be important for anybody. But I think from a, from a business aspect where I see that I, I bring in a lot of, I mean, for me, I am very passionate about how people connect. I feel like this digital space has brought us closer and closer away from each other, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's uncomfortable. It's not good for the, it's not good for humanity, right? It's not the way we flourish. It's not what feels good. We're dealing with a lot of bad, you know, from mental, illnesses on down that have just skyrocketed recently, you know, and that wasn't there when we were young. I mean, we had this innocence, but like, how do you bring back the good stuff? And so for me, it's all about like this human connection and it's all about authenticity and it's all about empathy because everyone's going through these pains. And, you know, that's one thing humans all have in common. We all go through the same emotions. There's nobody that says, I've never been angry, right? <laughs> we all, we're, we're all going through it. So like, how do you connect with people based on those fields? And that's something that no matter what I'm doing or how I'm doing it, the success I've achieved is all through empathizing
0: hmm.
1: and using tips and tools like, you know, body language, for example. I say if you want, I feel like that should be something that we should get immediately, you know, to understand it. You would have so much more visibility into how people communicate and we're not communicating well, you know. So I really strive myself on trying to communicate, setting expectations, understanding, you know, the human behavior and, and that, what makes us feel good right? And if I communicate something and I give you an expectation, you're more likely to feel good rather than wondering what's going on and leaving, you know, room for questioning because or even thinking of the worst case scenario, because that's what our brain naturally does, right? So I think empathizing, communicating, big, 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 strong values and and, and the priorities that I put before everything I do.
0: Excellent. That's Great, great advice. So what, like speaking of networking, right, you're saying people, you know, getting out there, maybe the interpersonal communication we're lacking with this generation. Are there sort of like strategies that you would recommend or you could share to sort of cultivate more meaningful connections to, to lead someone to, to better growth and, and more opportunities in their own business?
1: You know, I always recognize like, who, what are you trying to achieve? like everything has to have an objective, you know, you can't go out and be like, I'm going to a networking group and I'm just going, you know, what are you going for, (laughs) right? What's your purpose? What are you trying to get done? And I think that kind of, you know, switching the the, the process and I, I must say, I'm very proactive. I'm not the reactive person. So like, for me, like before I even got married, I told my husband, I got to take you, we're going to therapy. And he looked at me, what? And I, he goes, no, I'm not going to therapy. I'm like, well, I'm not getting married if you don't go to therapy, you know? And so reluctantly he went, uh, the strategy was really to talk to a therapist that specializes in divorce and understanding why people are getting divorced again, another thing that we should be learning so we can have better relationships, right? There's so many people that specialize in this now. It's amazing. But just to go back to your point (laughs) point, question, (laughs) I find that, you know, whatever you're doing and having an objective that you want to achieve, it gives you like a target. So before you even plan to go network, what are you trying to achieve? Then from that standpoint, you know, how are you going to achieve it, right? So yes, let's say you go to a networking event and you're looking to maybe find some people to collaborate with. Right. And this was something I was doing at uh, at, uh, when I was doing social circles, which is the company I mentioned before. People would come and and walking into an environment where you don't know anyone is a quite daunting experience. You know, Uh, your ego plays a part. Insecurities tap in. And 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 so, you know, going in and I love Tony Robbins for this, because before he gets on stage, he like pumps up his, you know, he pumps it up. And I'm always like, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good. I'm the shit. You know, like I get so excited. Like try to excite yourself up so you're really kind of going confident because people are attracted to that energy. Yes. Right? If you're going in and your body language is closed off, and that's why I suggest the body language information because do I mean one tip today, go read yourself some body language books, follow some, you know, people that are talking about body language. I mean, learn about your body language and how your body language projects to other people, how they react to you and it's, it's an empower, empowering skill. So uh, I would say that's the first, 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 first rule to understand, because if you walk into a place like this, you're looking closed off and not very, like you wanna be engaged. So people are not gonna talk to you. So if you're walking into an environment where you have to talk to people, you wanna be more open, you wanna be, you know, and have that body language to express. So that would be the first one. Second one, bust, you know, pump it up so you feel good and confident because that, You know, I always say like a smile spreads and so having a smile, like just, just because you have a smile, it's like contagious. Somebody's going to smile back and it's the first thing. So if you can actually have those three things going into any, any new environment where you're trying to make an impact or try to gather information, you can start now. The next step is about how you start a conversation, but that gives you like a good foundation, you know, that you're aware of yourself. And I think there's a shift going on because there's a lot of people not aware of themselves, right? But there's a nice shift. I'm coming across more people that are aware and, and seeing, oh, it didn't work. And so what can I do? That's right. And so people want to learn. They want to build that, you know? So I think that's a great start if you can just be aware and then you could start learning what you need to do. So you can be more empowered in that environment and make that best out of any situation that you go into.
0: Yeah, no, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing advice. Uh, I'm gonna look up some body language uh, recommendations later on after this this podcast. I'm like, I feel like just because the the mic, I'm like hunched over. <laughs> but so, like you mentioned, like uh, you know, building a social network, right? Which to me sounds like pretty amazing. Can you walk me through or walk us through how that all came about? Challenges, uh, triumphs of that adventure, that, that, and maybe how what you learned from that, and how it how it maybe influenced um, other endeavors you jumped into.
1: So specifically with the business, how I created it, um,
0: yeah. what your social you network. Know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I created it with a friend of mine who was the technology piece that I didn't have and the rest, I did it through PR.
0: Can oh. you imagine?
1: I wrote a press release and I got it to all the media. I realized how media works and how the PR play is based on that job and entertainment. So, and I know I had another one in music PR, so it just, they all work the same way. Mm-hmm. You got an editor, you got a writer, you need someone to write your content, give them a story, right? And they're, everyone's dying for content. So. That became like such an easy thing for me. It came naturally. I'm like, I'll just write a press release, no problem. Now with Chat GPT, Chat GPT can write your press release in two seconds, <laughs> and then you just need the content, you need the contacts, right? And then again, get email the information, follow up and call, make sure you're connecting with these people on social media, start the conversation, let them know who you are. You're here to provide value, you know, and. That wasn't so much a a challenge because i i was able to do it really simply you know what became more of a challenge is what happened when thousands of people started coming onto the site (laughs) like wow what happens you know and there's so much traction going on you know and the scalability aspect of it and and just dealing with problems i didn't really foresee like people like people become problems if they're engaging you know and so it's interesting because You know, people like to fight, and so people were fighting. And next thing I know, I had to get a moderator to make sure they were (laughs) fighting nicely. You know, and and obviously, like the craziest part is that the traffic would spike when people were fighting. You know, and like that's just what happens, right? And Mm -hmm. of course, this is how media works because the negative stuff is what spikes the traffic, which makes the money, which helps the revenue. And so for me, it was kind of like what was how do you start doing something that's passionate you want to help people but then it turns into something that is maybe not so good Mm -hmm. right if it's especially if it's like evoking like anger and frustration and all this negative energy like this undertone and when that takes over like how do you step back and how do you set the boundaries what works for you and and that later became why I, I sold the business it had turned into a beast of its own you know, specifically with the engaging, Um, but there are people here today that still I run into. They're like, thank you so much. I met my husband. Thank you so much. I met my future, you know, my partner that I have a child with. Thank you so much. I have a group of friends that I needed just the catalyst to basically go into the next space, you know, find a community that they necessarily needed, you know, and, and so for me, it was very rewarding to do that. And that felt good. So again, like, what was one of the biggest challenges is that the that negativity, but it turned into a positivity because there were some people that really, you know, loved it and gravitated and found great rewards where other people maybe vibed off the negativity that wasn't so good. So protecting yourself from that, because I think the world is a yin and a yang. And at what stage do you set your boundaries and say, I'm going to tolerate this or I'm not going to tolerate this? And when is it too much? And then you have to step, you know, step back a little bit. And uh, yeah, that became interesting, that challenge. Because I think, again, it goes to like, can you sleep at night? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: How do you feel? It becomes your own personal kind of understanding of what feels good. You know, and what drives you and and their things that are going to I always say, like people come into your life for a season, reason or a lifetime. And there are things that come, there are things that go right. And you just got to be comfortable with that and letting that go. And I'm a pretty conscious person. So I'm aware of those things and I analyze those things and I make sure the people around me are happy and the dynamic around me are positive so that I can I can keep something that feels good. Right. And, and so it's that challenge of how do you continue to feel good when, when you have a long list of stresses and challenges and people to deal with.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and then maybe something that makes you feel good. I, I know you do uh, mentorship, and work with various organizations curious about like what sort of advice you commonly give to, um, young entrepreneurs looking to make their mark in the industry, in, in any industry, what, what, what inspiring business people, business, women, businessmen, how do you sort of, uh, guide them as a, 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 you know, mentor to mentee.
1: So, you know, when I'm mentoring people, I do it with a, with a, a very business savvy cap on, you know, because the ones I'm mentoring is usually entrepreneurs. In most cases I'm always, it's an entrepreneur, someone who's running a business, you know, and the the idea is that there's no question. I think mentorship is by far one of the most important things that you need to explore because why would you lose time, money, resources to learning a lesson when somebody else went through something similar and you could just learn from them, you know? So, you know, understanding what each one of the entrepreneurs pain part is really important for me. And this becomes, again, that, that first lesson I learned from casting was just like, what's the problem? Let's fill the problem. So from an entrepreneur, like, where's your pain? And I always say from a product, where's your pain? You know, from any salesperson going to the market, where is the pain? What are you solving and where should we prioritize? Because nobody wants to be in pain, right? And um, no matter what their business is. And so a lot of the entrepreneurs I talk to, they have different challenges. You know, it could be prioritizing what to do each day. It could be managing other people so they can scale. It could be how do I even understand how to draw you know where I'm gonna get my next customer from and really understanding that, understanding PLs, right? Which is another component should be taught in school. But <laughs> basically <laughs> I feel like all these good stuff that some maybe they're available if you pay for them, um, you know, later on in life, but there's like foundation <laughs> stuff that would power each one of us to really understand the whole business model and like, you know, how to control it a little bit better. And so I always say like, find your pain and solve your biggest pain first, you know? And the idea is, our time is the most valuable asset. And so if something is consuming all of your time, how can you be be productive, right? And I love this quote, fail to plan, plan to fail, which, you know, is very poignant in the way that I think you need a plan. I think you should be reviewing at least on a monthly basis where are we what are we doing what am i trying to achieve and like the steps and i break it down to baby steps we life can be so overwhelming business can be so overwhelming and then you start your own business you're like what it's crazy you know because then the list task list is never ending i should tell you show you my list of my list every day every day i go through my list and i'm using a highlighter to cross them out so that you know i'm like oh i feel great and accomplished but I break it down to like at least three things for entrepreneurs. Just look at getting three things done a day. Make it smaller, bite-sized, so that you can you can do it. Right. But I do think there's something empowering about getting everything out of your brain, putting it down, you know, it's gonna be less stressful. So that's step one. And step two is just like highlight only three things that are gonna be on your plate for that day. Because you can't do everything. right? And then step three is make it around the pain areas in your business, you can solve those as soon as possible. So they're not constantly poking you as a pain, you know, that's just gonna continue poking you on the side. And there is a methodology of just like understanding how you're gonna get out of that, right? That's empowering. And I think once you can control that, for any entrepreneur, you're gonna feel so much more empowered, you're gonna feel so much more relaxed. And um, if you're dealing with anger issues or whatnot, like most of that anger comes from fear, you know, and that fear is triggered by like not knowing what's happening tomorrow with your business. And so it's really empowering to have that control back. And so I, I want to empower them to get that control and see how easy it is just to manage once you break it down into simpler steps.
0: That, very good. That's super informative. And, and your website, you like <laughs> yeah, I know. And your website mentions, um, it's, it's not who, you know, it's who knows you. Right. Oh, yeah. So like based on that philosophy, when you're working with clients um, looking to, you know, establish and enhance their their brand presence and recognition and whatever respective industry they're in. So how do you sort of take that philosophy and employ, you know, techniques or strategies around that?
1: I'm a firm I mean clearly I'm a firm believer in that and because you hear that quote all the time it's like no it's actually who knows you if they don't know you it doesn't matter who you know I could know nine million people but if they have no idea who I am I'm going to have this much impact to are they're going to have this much impact in my business my community anything right so you know I think years in marketing <laughs> just kind of say okay what's marketing marketing is basically hypnotizing people hypnotizing people how just by showing your, your logo over and over again. And the biggest brands that have the biggest budgets do this, like a McDonald's or fast food. You're going to see them, you know, they're everywhere. They're everywhere, you know, and it's keeping that top of mind, that brand recognition. And then when eventually, you know, it's time to buy, someone will likely most likely convert to a closed deal. So I think, you know, I, I first look at, you know, I love looking at a business that basically is like, I'm, I'm, a sale, I'm doing sales, and we're using a platform, and I say the only platform today which I love for um, lead acquisition is LinkedIn. Mm. And LinkedIn clearly is, I don't know anyone even competing against them, but they're the only ones that I know that I use that's global for brand domination in terms of finding customers based on their job title, industry, and regions that becomes harder to do on the other social platforms. So if we're using social and we're trying to find them, uh, the right people being the customers, you're gonna look at how you're perceived on those platforms. And so I immediately do like an audit and be like, what do you look like? Would I do business with you? Would I even respond to you if you send me a message? Do you look like a credible resource? You know, I'm just thinking like, what's your expertise? What's your experience? How much knowledge? What did you achieve? Are you expressing that? Are you sharing this? Do you have any proof, right? Because that's that's essentially what you want to, want to build. And you gotta build it on that platform because everyone's going to Google now before you're meeting anybody because especially if they don't know you, they're going to Google to see who you are. And they're going to judge that seven-second, basically impression about who you are based on what they find. So you have the power to write that story, but so many people are missing out on that opportunity, and so many brands are doing marketing, and all of a sudden people will come and they will, you know, like get in touch with the the salesperson, and they'll look for their salesperson online and find that they don't even work for the company anymore because (laughs) the salesperson didn't align their company branding on their, you know, page, and so. Immediately, you're like, What do you trust the person? Come on, you know. So, it's about I always say, like, it's trust, credibility. Trust is driven through time, and also trust is based on, and credibility is based on what other people, how they validate you. That's why testimonials and case studies and referrals, like, that's huge. And no doubt the best form of marketing is word of mouth marketing, which means that somebody loves what you do. You've shown them value and they're just going to share and tell their friends. So that's the sweet spot that you want to get to, but it starts with the top of the marketing funnel, which is how you're perceived and what people think of you and how you present yourself. And, and so I always like rip up a brand and be like, you're spending on digital and then you got salesperson that doesn't have any value. So, it's a really hard, it's, you're, you're losing out an opportunity, you know? And that's just for step one. And you know, I love these steps. You can see I <laughs> yeah. keep on going into these steps. But I think it makes it tangible yeah, it and does. easy for people to remember. Yeah. The step two is basically now you got a person on the phone <laughs> and that's hard enough as it is. What are you gonna say? What are you gonna say, right? And so it's about how are you gonna impact, you know, it's a competitive space, the digital space, that means it's expensive. It's going to be a competitive space from cold calling uh, on the phone to how you're going to stick out and how are you going to really connect with them over the phone, and then understanding how what questions you're asking and how you're understanding, you know, like the littlest things from like the open-ended question versus closed questions. You know, if I ask you, you know, did you have a good day? You probably say yes or no, Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. If I ask you how was your day, you have a whole other range of responses to give me. And so the open-ended questions becomes a powerful tool. And so I go into a deep dive into like what questions you're asking, what are you engaging, how are you provide, you know, based on what your value is understanding, do they even think that's, do they even consider that valuable, right? And is that something that they actually care about, you know, so you got to constantly have this communication back and forth. So communication becomes a whole nother play that I really deep dive into it. But I think before you get to that conversation or any communication, you gotta make sure you look presentable, credible, trustworthy, so that people will want to engage with you because people do business with people they like. And uh, that's that's the reality. Oh, absolutely. So how are you going to make yourself more likable?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can audit my LinkedIn later. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, no worries. I'll get in there. deep time. <laughs>
0: so, so, so since you've been, you know, global citizen, all that kind of, you know, exciting, um, you know, ventures in your life, have you seen a difference depending, obviously there are market, you know, dynamics that are specific uh, across the world, but in terms of like key insights you've gained while having adapting having to adapt to these changing market dynamics and scaling businesses in various regions. Like what sort of insights did you gain just, you know, doing this globally?
1: So I always, you know, I, I love to talk about helping people get through a brand across borders, you know, in a way, because lots of people, especially so I'm in the emerging markets, there's about 80 countries in there. It's the Middle East, Europe, Turkey, Africa region. We're talking about tons of different languages tons of different nationalities, tons. I mean, it's not a joke, right? It's like, you know, it's like America is like, you know, a combination of everybody, but then you go back into the roots and you're like getting deep dive into it. So we're talking about cultures and, and, and understanding, I think that as number one, understanding where people come from, cultural sensitivities is huge because those, that's ways of connecting with people, understanding them, you know, and. There's something very empowering of understanding from a religious standpoint, from a cultural standpoint, from a food standpoint. I mean, the more information, the more empowering it is for you to engage with that kind of community. So I always say like do a little research about who you're dealing with, you know, but people themselves are the same. That's why I say it's not about, you know, you use these terms like B2B, if I'm if I'm a business, I wanna target a business or b to c right? Business, I'm trying to get customers Let me tell you, it's business, it's people to people, it's humans to humans. And that's why I love human connections is what you are trying to gather, what you're trying to gain and what's gonna drive everything you do further. And so the more you connect, the more value you share, it's all going to convert in the same way. You may find that somebody with a similar background is gonna be easier to you to connect, right? So you may want to say, okay, for my business, I want to focus on areas where I'm familiar with where they're coming from, what their culture's like, you know, what the religion's like, with the, you know, where someplace I've been there before, you know, but as Americans in general, we have a huge disadvantage and advantage that is, you know, both sides of the coin. It's called the English language and English language is the business uh, language of the world. And so that, is huge, huge in terms of everybody's trying to speak English. Everybody's trying to communicate to English and the ones that are, are able to overstep those boundaries into other regions and countries. And as technology continues to adapt, there's going to be some huge advancements in trying to help unify everyone to communicate a little bit better. But you can imagine, if the rest of the world's trying to be an English speaker and America is a superpower, there's a huge glorification of, working with Americans and the philosophy of how we, we learn and how our everything from our marketing strategies from our entire you know continent kind of thrive. so it empowers us with an advantage across other nations and other communities you know of going into these different key markets. But no matter where I've gone and what I've done, I find connecting with people with their human basic needs, their family you know, mm-hmm. what drives them, what motivates them, and understanding that, and really connecting with them. If they're sitting on the floor and eating with their hands, and guess what, that's what you do, because that's how you're gonna connect. Whatever the person's doing, you wanna get as close to them so they feel comfortable with you, right? Again, people to people, and I don't think any B2P, I mean, b to b or B2C campaign's gonna, you know, unravel that challenge, and yeah. um, that's why it's so empowering to once you understand the body language and the human connection and the empathy, and you ground yourself to try to get as close as you can to the person you're talking to so they feel comfortable and safe, you're going to be, you're going to drive such amazing results no matter where you go in the world.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously we try to connect a couple of times in different, (laughs) different countries and, and catch up. And it's kind of interesting when you take yourself out of your comfort zone, even just as a tourist, you know, you get like you're saying, uh, you know, I had said to another friend that people over in in different countries, they know speaking multiple languages is not even a big deal. Like it is here. You know, you'd put that on your resume overseas. It's just like, okay. Like your husband, right? Speaks. How many?
1: Like six or seven. My kids are trilingual. Like I got friends around me. Most kids are speaking three languages, you know, and that's incredible. I mean, what a unbelievable reality, you know? Talk about the opportunities because, you know, my husband's dealing with a a client right now that basically speaks French and he would not have had that opportunity given the fact, you know, if he just spoke English, for example, right, or Dutch, he speaks French. And so guess what? That person's more comfortable. Now a French person speaking to him. (laughs) So it it becomes very, very engaging, you know. So if, you know, I'm going to go into a market where their language is important, like Germany, for example, I want a German speaker in that market. It's that that's more important i'm gonna mark i'm gonna use my marketing content and translate it in their language because they may be speaking english but they're not reading it they're not writing it and so you want to go back to that mother tongue to make it easy so just having that consideration is so important i think a lot of people overlook it i think a lot of people overlook it and i'm trying to bring it back
0: yeah with the body language
1: yeah body <laughs> hey man we all understand certain things in the body language yeah. you know and And to be able to understand if someone's interested in talking to you just by the shape, the direction of their feet, Uh (laughs) I'll never waste another minute talking to somebody that's not interested. I'll tell you that much, (laughs) you know, and whether, you know, and I wish I knew that because when I was dating, it would have given me a lot of clarity of the ones that were (laughs) interested versus the ones I was trying to get interested, you know, and, and so it's so much easier when someone's engaged and interested and you can, you can get that information from just their body. Yeah.
0: Well, oh, at least you have, you know, you went to the right therapist. You had, you know, before, prior to getting <laughs> with your husband. But no, this was, I, I really want to thank you so much for your time today. I know you have a tight schedule. I just wanted to ask if people wanted to find out more about you, obviously I'll put your website in the show notes. You said you're on LinkedIn. Is there anything else uh, the best way if someone wants to work with you?
1: Cool. I say go to www.thebizadvisors.com. And I got the B I double Z as the word biz. And, uh, you know, I'm, you can do hashtag Ask Rachel across LinkedIn. You'll find me popping up everywhere pretty easy, right? But that's the best way. I have a great Udemy course that's available. So if, you know, they can't hire me as like a consultant to the business, then entrepreneurs, I highly recommend doing a full seven day. It takes an hour a day. That's it. You can finish it off literally you know in a a shorter amount of time but that's going to give you all the tips and tricks of what to do to become a celebrity in your industry to be stand out be acknowledged to be noticed and remembered as the expert that you're doing in your field so this is empowering and it is it's something that's tangible that they can actually reach out and get uh, just on demo going to udemy and and searching for becoming a celebrity in your industry and you'll be able to find that course there so a couple of great easy ways I make it easy, you know, to contact me. I think the website, social media, Instagram, LinkedIn. You can find me pretty easy with that hashtag AskRachel.
0: Yeah, cool. Okay. Well, thank you so much again for your time. I'd say next time if we could do this, let's do it together in one room and in the same time zone.
1: It would be amazing. Yeah, it's been thank you just so too much. Long.
0: But thank you again. And uh, you know, everyone check out you know the bizadvisors.com and, and uh we will chat again soon.
1: Awesome. But you see, this is a perfect example. Like I could have worked with you, but you maybe not, uh, you know, you didn't remember who I was, you know? There's a high probability of that, right? So just staying engaged and connected, and I think some of these social platforms are powering because you can share and people remember you even though they're not in your life anymore, you know? And so there's a huge impact there. Just use it strategically for business and the possibilities are endless. So thanks again for your time, Joe. It's so nice to connect.
0: Love it. You too, thanks, Rachel. (laughs)